Welcome to The Scoop, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig and welcoming back for the second week as co-anchor while Lauren suns herself in Europe. We've got Keila Savalli. Welcome, Q, and thanks for joining us again today. Thanks for having me again. It's great. And look, we had fantastic positive feedback on last week's episode. And today we've got a couple of really, really interesting um, things we're going to look at. I'm going to kick off if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay, first one from Dr. John Sullivan, and a lot of our listeners will know Dr. John Sullivan. Some like, some dislike. Who knows? I'm on the fence. Sometimes he does good stuff. Sometimes I think he's a big pile of shit. But he's talking about a recent online survey research which provided us with a current list of top five turnover causes within businesses. And number one has jumped into the top five for the first time ever. And 39% of people are saying that the top reason they are looking to leave is that their company doesn't provide a bright future. So they're really disturbed or un- unsure about where their company's leading, what it's doing, and you know what might be happening. And if the article goes on to say that businesses are failing to communicate a successful employer brand internally in many cases, you're the expert, Q. What do you think on, on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a, it's a that time of year, right? Where if you do uh, culture amp or your surveys internally twice a year, it's in mm. June or in January. So this is where you're collecting that data on whether or not people trust the brand, if they trust the strategy, and how they're feeling engaged. Trust is a big thing, you know. Post COVID, people are looking for that stability. I think last year was that like that that fight or flight type moment yeah. in and massive growth in tech hiring like crazy. And now you're not seeing that. You're seeing redundancies. You're seeing that peak kind of drop off for companies. They're not growing. They want to, employees want to feel like they can trust that they're in the right place for the time being. Mm, that is interesting, isn't it? But um, what I find most interesting is this is the first time that that has shown on a list. And not only the first time it's shown on a list, but it's gone straight to number one. Number two on that list was a perception of unfair pay. Number three, a poor workplace culture. Number four, a weak manager or employee relationship. And number five, there was only 1% of people said this, but insufficient pay transparency. So it's really interesting that people are worried about whether their company has a bright future. There's always that saying that people leave businesses because of their manager or their direct leader. I guess it's not the case anymore. And I also wonder if salary is just on people's minds because of gender pay gap and mm. and, um, and being able to now in Australia talk about the wages and that's going into law. So I wonder if um, if that's because it's top of mind that it's getting ranked so highly. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the next were, one were in the news if that would be Mm. the reason why people are happy or unhappy where they're working yeah speaking of creatures as humans we are aren't we (laughs) speaking of what's in the news what have you got for us yeah good one so on that topic of trust i actually saw this article on hr news that two-thirds of youngins trust career advice Mm. on social media so (laughs) career advice on tiktok or instagram something like that Oh, God. Um, I, I guess it's replaced a lot of things from when I was growing up, hasn't it? So usually yeah. you listen to your mum and dad or or the teachers. That's about it. That's where I got all yeah. my advice from. 
That's funny that you say that. I remember, so I was a grad at Xerox and then I started my career at Xerox on their sales team. After two years, I got um, tapped on the shoulder to go to this smaller tech company, Live Person, which is global. It's now, I think, even on the stock exchange in the States. It's it's an incredible company and it was one, it was the best place that I've ever worked. Um, mm. But I remember telling my mom that I got the job offer and that I was leaving stable Xerox and she lost it. I remember that conversation <laughs> on the phone like it was yesterday. There, you know, how could you leave this trusted brand? You could have a whole future there. Things have changed. But I'm looking at this article and it's like 18 to 24 year olds have the highest trust in this content. And then when you, you tip over to 25 to 34, which is obviously our age group, <laughs> yeah. um, the trust drops off for TikTok. Wow. What do you think about um, embracing career advice on social media? I'm just trying to think of my kids, you know, who uh, have got their heads firmly in their phone 24-7 and usually on TikTok or something like that. And it's just, I guess, God, I'm going to sound like Lauren here. You know, so it, it's deregulated, right? So I guess no one knows where the where the advice is coming from. But, you know, looking at it from another way, I'd welcome the opportunity for my kids and, and other people to get as much advice from as many different channels as possible and then hopefully making informed, mature decisions. But, God, that's maybe more hope than reality. Yeah, I love those videos that show the office culture. You get to kind of see the look and feel mm. of the office, the types of people that you'll be working with. And we've been doing that for a really long time using tools like Video My Job, which are a little bit uh, longer form than TikTok. But they're saying that they're ranking the top the top content anything from interview tips. And those are really bite-sized pieces of information, which I also really like mm-hmm. all the way down to the eighth one, which is career transition guidance, which I think that's, um, I think that's where you got to be a little bit careful. And maybe that's up to the the viewer to um, seek the right content, but career transition for you is going to be different than it is for me, than it is for the next person. So you, my advice is take it with a grain of salt. Oh, I'd imagine bloody um, talking about career transition for a teenager. What are they transitioning from? Their their paper round? <laughs> well, what was your first job? Well, that's, I actually, my very, very, very first job, if we call it a real job, was selling newspapers on the corner of the street to cars as they stopped at the um, traffic lights. Paper boy. So you're one of those annoying people that come yeah, and like tap on the window, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, but what about you? What was your first? My first job was working for the local DJ, the local band oh, DJ that did like sweet 16s and like bar and bat mitzvahs and weddings. Um, and I had to put the postage on their mailers. And I remember my first week um, there, you had to like put the brochures through this machine to put the postage on. And I put the wrong decimal point for this for the <laughs> amount of money that the, the postage was. So I made it for like, let's say seven cents instead of 70 cents or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to do the mailer all over again and ch- and cost the company quite a bit of money. So that was my first stuff up and my did, first job. Did you keep your job after that? I did. I did. <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's really, really good. So I think that um, TikTok as a channel for career advice can be well used if it is maybe employer or employer brand driven. But if you've got, what's that dude, that guy that, where is he in Romania or Poland or somewhere that's been put in jail that gives all those kids advice on TikTok and stuff about being a, um, you know, it's it's a a chauvinistic pig 
bloody gender guy. If he was giving the career advice, what's his name? Something like, I don't want to say a name because it's, it'll probably be a different name and then I'll get sued. But anyhow, that's, <laughs> I'm just saying it depends on where the information's coming from, I guess. Yeah, I guess as a parent or as some, you know, form of guidance, you've got to give kids the ability to deep through the information and make sure that it's right for them, not to just trust everything that they see. Exactly. That's the job. Exactly. Hey, I've got another one from Shortlist this week, and it's LinkedIn analysis done by Resume.io. Did you know that for every LinkedIn job listing, an average of 50.6 job seekers apply within the first week in Sydney, which places it 17th in the world? So for most people who apply for jobs on LinkedIn, number one's Doha in Qatar with 399 per ad in the first week, followed by Dubai and then Istanbul. In Australia, Sydney is ranked number one, then Melbourne and then Perth. But wait for it. Can you guess what location is number four in Australia? And I'll give you a little hint. It's not a capital city. Oh, it's probably Sunbury. Definitely Sunbury. Very, very, very close. It's <laughs> actually, actually Cranburn. Cranburn. So often, often lovingly referred to as Crimeburn. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. So people in Cranburn actually go on LinkedIn to apply for roles. They must be advertising roles for carjackers or something, I reckon. I don't know what's what going on. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. <laughs> well, I can say that. I live very, very, very close to Cranbourne, so I can actually see it from here almost, just be- just behind the big barbed wire fence. But um, it's um, it, it just makes it for me that is really interesting that we've got, I suppose, a suburb known probably for lower socioeconomic um, positioning is in the top four on LinkedIn for people who apply for roles. So um, making a comeback. Is it local council? Is it like a new Macca's? I know that, you know, just here <laughs> a whole new, I know, don't laugh. They, they put up a whole bunch of restaurants in Sunbury Diggers Rest. So it's like Macca's, KFC, and a few other ones and massive recruitment drive. I mean, it, the teenagers in this area are going to be very well employed for the next few years. <laughs> Possibly could, but I found it really interesting. Hey, I've got one more before we go on to events. Last week in Sydney, there was a HubSpot conference. And although I didn't attend, I've spoken to a couple of people who were there. And in one of the presentations, there was a growing recognition within that SaaS or tech space that the market has got far more difficult to sell into. And I think that that um, we see that a lot. Like I've spoken to a lot of people in the talent acquisition space and they've put up hold on new tech or they haven't got budget for a new tech. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just as soon as we came out of COVID, people were seeming to be willy-nilly just bringing new tech left, right and centre, left, right and centre. And and one of the or the um, term that stood out to me that was said at the HubSpot conference was, you know, there was this feeling of a fear of missing out and making sure they got involved in all tech. And that's been replaced now by the fear of messing up, which is really interesting. So no one wants to take responsibility for stuffed up implementations or integrations, false promises, or the inability for teams to work with the new tech. Um, And I guess that comes down to a lot of people have realized that they don't really like change. Um, And, you know, and and it is interesting. So have, have you come across anything like that, Q? I haven't come anything across anything like that. I do love that saying though. And it comes back to that trust and that stability conversation again to me. That's how I'm understanding this. People don't want to waste money. They don't want to be the person, the point person that's failed. Mm. They want to be able to keep their jobs in an uncertain market. And to me, that makes a lot of sense. But that's not how businesses progress. And that's not how we dig ourselves out of this situation without taking um, measured risk and 
any type of opportunity for growth, I think we'll be we'll be stuck here a little bit longer than we hope to be. Mm, watch this space, hey. Um, events. We've only got a couple of events today. After the success of the post-COVID relaunch last month, the crew at Auckland Recruitment Meetup are back again. So Andy and Michaela have let us know that their next event is confirmed for the 24th of August in Auckland CBD. So check that out on their LinkedIn and Facebook pages. The next event is one that I'm going to be at almost this time next week or maybe a bit, little bit more, a week and a half, RecFest UK. I'm very excited. So that's at Nebworth. Um, it's sold out, so don't know why I'm mentioning it because you can't get to it even if you want tickets now. Probably I just want to brag about it, but there'll be 5,000 recruiters in a field, alcoholic slushies, DJs, and also plenty of learnings. Um, although last year I spent four or five hours of sleep in a deck chair in the sun. I'm hoping to maybe get a little bit less sleep and a little bit more learnings this year, but I can't wait. Very, very exciting. Slushy, slushy to nap ratio is going to be uh, pretty uh, <laughs> Well, it's not. it doesn't look like it's going to be quite as warm this year, so perhaps I can just get a few slushies and leave them under my seat while I have a nap and they probably won't melt. Who knows? <laughs> hey, Q, thank you so much for being the co-anchor for the last couple of weeks. On the scoop, we're taking a two-week sabbatical now. I think we're back on July 12th while I join Lauren for a European vacation and we'll come back better than um, ever, I hope. But again, thank you so much and um, I hope that you will step into the chair either for me or Lauren in the future whenever we need you. Thanks for having me and enjoy your trip. Thank you so much. So until then, um, it's a goodbye from me and make sure that you do stay classy, Cranbourne. Thank <laughs> you.